Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. This is the Abby Normal Podcast, here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal. Uh, It's been some girl-on-girl crime here. Okay, so what we could do today is a couple exercises to help you express your anger in a healthy way. Hey there, folks. I've got some exciting news. There's a new Mean Girls movie coming out January 12th. The musical version. Of course, I'm worried it's going to be a hot mess. But if Tina Fey is in, then I'm in. Watching the trailer inspired me to share some IRL Mean Girl stories with you today. And it also got me thinking about my notes from middle and high school. Remember those? I have hundreds. I know, it's ridiculous. But I look at them as data. Now, most of the notes are about boys, yet 23% are about girl friendships, all the fun plans we were making, how much we loved each other, compliments, advising each other on life. Contradicting the mean girl stereotype, there's a lot about trying to be inclusive too. Listen to these three. Crystal's really nice. I don't think she's a snob and I understand how she can be shy. I mean, it's really hard to fit in. Inquire, she seems to be by herself. I want to invite her to talk with us, but it just seems like she doesn't like me and like I'd be bugging her if I asked her to come sit with us. What do you think? You know, maybe we should invite Vicky. I'm sure she won't go, but it'll make her feel wanted. Sometimes she feels like no one likes her, so I think we should ask her to come. You get the picture. 16% of the notes were about girl conflict, general bitchiness, and feeling left out. Like this. No, Abby, she invited everyone but me. All I have to say is screw her. I'm sick of all her shit. Ah, the drama. My nephew made this song when he was in middle school. So per my extensive research, there was more positive lady love than conflict. Teens are trying their best, but sometimes the ego takes over, bad behavior occurs, and legendary mean girl stories are created. And the burn sticks with us. Maybe you're remembering your own story right now. They can even impact how we create and react to friendships as adults. Here's Amy. And I'm just trying to like really pay attention to it now so that I don't have these horrible feelings and right, right. act all immature about it. Because it can be embarrassing when you act like that. And you're like, I just acted like a 12-year-old. Well, yeah. It's so frustrating that those feelings start when we're 11, 12, whatever. And then we just have them for the rest of our lives. Like, there's... That's, yeah. That sucks. <laughs> those horrible feelings are the ones that come up even now when we're left out. Here's Amy's story. Just middle school really scarred me. There was a lot. <laughs> there was just a lot of that stuff. Friendship starting shit. With, in sixth grade, there were like three of us that hung out and 
we've actually had conversations about it, so I'll use their names. It was like Annie, Kate, and I. Uh-huh. And Annie would just, she would decide, she'd be like, Amy, we're not hanging out with Kate right now. And then tell Kate, Kate, we're not hanging out with you right now. And then, Ugh. like, if you, then everything would go back to normal. And then all of a sudden it was me that we weren't hanging out with. Right. Ugh, and, it's brutal. And it's nice, like, I still see her now as an adult, and she's always like, God, I can't believe I did that stupid shit. Yeah. She's like, why were you friends with me? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) When we all hung out, it was fun. But that is, like, traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was, like, a middle school dance incident, seventh or eighth grade. This one group of girls who were like the cool girls. They were all in, um, <laughs> this is so Mill Valley. My middle school was broken into pods, sun, wind, and wood. <laughs> they were all in wood. I was in wind. Okay. And, you know, everybody kind of wanted to like get to know these girls. And then there was this one girl who was a little bit on the periphery of it. And I became friends with her. And I was supposed to spend the night at her house after a dance. And during the dance, she told me that she's like, I don't, I don't think I can have you come spend the night. Like, I just don't know what they'd think. Mm-mm. And I had to like call my parents no. and tell them that they'd no. come pick me up. And no. yeah, I'm like crying already. I know. Was it horrible? It was pretty horrible. I have also like after that and like through high school, she kind of split away from that group and. She's actually a very nice girl. She just got I'm, caught up in the same shit that we all get caught up of in. And it's so confusing. Didn't know how to handle it and didn't handle it well. And like, just in knowing her after that, like, I know it wasn't personal. It was just yeah. her stuff. And, mm-hmm. but it was still, that stuff was real traumatizing. Yeah. A few years ago, I was on my lunch break at work, scrolling through the socials as you do. And a post stopped me mid-chew. The rest of my team was out to lunch for someone's birthday and they did not invite me. And the middle school feelings flooded through me. The thoughts just pop right up on their own without warning. Wow, they're there together? And they purposefully didn't invite me? Why? What did I say or do that made them exclude me? Are they huge Here's the work Amy's been doing to manage her horrible feelings as a fully formed adult. You know, my mom has some of that stuff, like where she'll feel left out. And it's just like this whole like dynamic of women in my family kind of thing. And I'm, yeah. And I'm just trying to like really pay attention to it now so that I don't have these horrible feelings. And right, right. Act all immature about it. One of the things that's been really frustrating about um, therapy is I went into it being like, maybe I can make these feelings go away. And she's like, nope, can't control your feelings. You're going to have the feelings. All you can do is control what you do with them and how you respond to them. Right. right. But I don't want to feel these feelings. Right. (laughs) Right. But hopefully this like boundaries thing will. uh... Do boundaries help? Here's an example. I've just realized lately, like, how long it hasn't felt like a great Mm -hmm. friendship 
yeah. where I like feel judged or self-conscious right? and feel like left out a lot. Mm-hmm. And then talking to my therapist, I'm like, I'm not sure this is the best friendship for me. And <laughs> maybe I just don't work on it anymore. Right. And like, if we hang out, we hang out, but I'm not going to invest a mm-hmm. whole lot mm-hmm. in it. Right. Because I just don't always feel good about things and about myself when I'm hanging out with her. And right. Why should I do that? Yeah. So that's felt good. Mm-hmm. Like just making a decision around that. Right. Like I'm not going to feel bad about any of it anymore. Because I feel like that's the kind of thing I've struggled with like my whole life. I mean, I think that having control over what you're letting in and when you're yeah. letting in should at least like lessen the feelings, right? Yes, I think so. Or you're at least conscious of what feelings you're going to let in and not let yes. in. Like I'll probably still have the feelings, but they won't be as strong. Mm-hmm. And again, it's this is something my therapist talks about, like... You can't do anything about how other people feel about you or behave towards you. All you can do is control your response to them. Yeah. Your therapist is pretty consistent with that message. (laughs) I mean, it goes, it's like applies to everything. It really does. How people are driving, how people are behaving in the grocery store. Amy's worked on controlling her response to those bubbling feelings of rejection and exclusion. But let's look at one more mean girl story, the high school origin of Katie's horrible feelings. In high school, I've I've always been loud, obnoxious. I don't know, obnoxious is a harsh term, but very opinionated, very mm-hmm. just you have a big personality. I do. What you see is what you get. Yes, that is who I am. And I I make friends easily, but people don't connect with me as easily because I am who I am. And I think there were things that, you know, I I think I put people off in high school. But when I was a sophomore, there was a a girl who came to school Mm -hmm. and I thought we were going to be really amazing friends. And we were like, it was like right off the bat, we were great friends. We, I automatically stayed the night at her house. She stayed with me and was like that kind of friendship new. Yeah. Okay. It was weird because I was like, oh, she actually likes me. Mm -hmm. Weird. And then a couple months later, there was a young girl who moved next door to my friend Mm -hmm. and we all lived down the street from each other. So it wasn't a terrible distance. It was maybe about a mile away. I lived and they became really close. And then the three of us, we all became really good friends. So we, we hung out together. And then things started shifting around junior year. And it was weird because I started getting excluded from things. Mm-hmm. I could I could sense that there were different things happening. Dynamics. And, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Other friends were getting involved in things. Um, other groups of friends were joining the group. And I was getting excluded, like not being invited to things. And I was like, what? This is strange. And at one point, probably between the summer of our junior, senior year, I went over to our friend's house and this girl who came out, I don't even want to say her name, but she unloaded on me that the friend who I thought was my friend was not my friend. She hated me. She said that I am too close to her parents 
and that I tell her parents everything and that she doesn't even like me and that she um, doesn't even want to be my friend and that I'm annoying and it was just so harsh and unexpected. Um, I wasn't wearing shoes at the time because I was just, we were going between houses, going swimming and things like that and I just stopped and I walked home barefoot and this was the middle of summer. So in Fresno, it's a hundred some odd degrees and I walked home barefoot and by the time I got home, I had blisters on the bottom of my feet and I was just in tears because this person who had been my friend, I thought for about two and a half years, really wasn't my friend. And when I, when my mom got home, I told her everything that had happened and she bought me a train ticket so I could go up and stay up in the Bay Area with a family friend because, like, my world was rocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but before then, I needed to go get my shoes. So I went up to my friend's house to get my shoes, and her older sister was there, and she was like, what's wrong? And I explained what had happened earlier, and her older sister was just livid mm-hmm. because she just can't believe that her sister would have treated me that way. Yeah. Um and then I went away for a few days. And I mean, the hard part, when I when I actually got back, I wasn't even missed. Like there was no missed phone calls. It was like I didn't even exist. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like a huge mistrust of females. Um, we got through our senior year. There was forgiveness on my end because it's senior year of high school. How am I going to make new friends? Mm-hmm. Am I going to go through all through senior year with no one to talk to, no one to... So... I just backburnered everything and just kind of toned down who I was and kept everybody at arm's length. And um, I made it through senior year, but by the time we got into college, I felt fine with just cutting ties. Right. I was, I was done mm-hmm. because it wasn't going to go beyond high school. Like it was like freedom from there. So you said like you had to tone yourself down your senior year, Mm -hmm. kind of like go with the flow and just fit in and not, not make waves. Do you feel like you still have to do that in friendships? Yeah. I feel like when I first meet people, I kind of have to be somebody that's not me, but there's a piece of me that just goes, either they like you or they don't. Mm -hmm. So this is who you were created to be, but I feel like. I'm the same person as I was in high Like, my personality is different. It's more mature, but I still say things and I'm still intelligent. But maybe my maturity in high school wasn't meant for high school. Maybe it was meant for who I am now. <laughs> uh huh. So, I mean, maybe I wasn't really cut out for high school. Yeah. And I know this is off topic a bit, but I get why some people graduate from high school early. Yeah. Because it's too much. Like, yeah. you don't want to deal with the drama. And it's time to move on. And some, and I've always gone along with older people. And I remember when I first met your parents, and I just adored them. They are just some of the greatest people I know. And I remember feeling worried of being super close to your mom and dad because I was afraid you were going to get pissed that I was close to your mom and dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, the holdover from yeah. your traumatic experience. Right? The burns on Katie's feet from that day her junior year have obviously healed. 
but she has scars from what her supposed friends said and did. And those scars make building trust hard. So, you know, when we talk about our group of friends, there was some trepidation. I didn't make close friends with girls only because it's scary. Is what they're presenting really what they're is behind yeah what they're saying so i find our group of friends to be something that is different and it's like a continual learning because you know we we take care of each other you know we we communicate often we do our labor day stuff every year we make it a point to at least see each other multiple times a year Katie is still working on being herself in friendship. And when she got knocked up in her late 20s, that tricky trust piece came into play. So, <laughs> you were certainly like old enough to have a child. Yes. But you were kind of the first person in your friend group to get pregnant and have a baby. How was that process for you? Um, it was scary. <laughs> because... It comes back to, are my friends going to leave now that I have a baby? You know, like, it's like, I'm the first one. None of us know how to deal with a baby. I mean, I'm not one. I I wasn't a babysitter. And me, I'm like, um, how do you do that? (laughs) You know, like, how do you take care of a baby? And, but it was scary. It's scary because there's this like little human being who is yours. And I'm looking at my significant other going holy moly you don't even know what you're doing no he definitely didn't no (laughs) (laughs) neither it's like uh why 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 did we do this but it was awesome because everybody came around and provided me what i needed you know and we were able did they though well I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I didn't know. Yeah. But everybody did what they could, Mm -hmm. which was always awesome. Like, I remember Tam, she popped by to see the baby and hold the baby and she brought me some diapers. She's like, I don't know what you need, but here's some diapers. I mean, you know, people need diapers, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You can never go wrong with that. People did the best that they could. Yeah. So there's no, there was, the effort was there. Right. The heart, there was heart behind it. Yeah. Yeah. It was scary, but all she could do was try to trust her friends would stick around. Sometimes we tell ourselves a narrative about these mean girl moments, that it was us who caused them. We focus like Katie did on the personality traits that we think didn't serve us well back in the day. But in adulthood, these same traits can actually be our biggest superpowers. She said that she's opinionated and smart, And what she didn't say is that she's strong and loyal. I have lots of stories of how these have made her a good friend. But the most dramatic occurred in the labor and delivery wing when I was the one knocked up. Remember we had to tell the nurse, like, how about we throw away this document? Oh my gosh, that was such a nightmare. Did you know that you have to put your husband's name on a birth certificate, even if he's not the father? Right. What were they going to do? They like weren't going to let Aaron put his name on the birth certificate, right? Because you were still married. Right. Going through divorce proceedings. Right. So they were going to put the other dude's name on it. That's a big no. Correct. So then we had to go, well, let's, can we just 
throw this one away and try again? Thank God for that nurse who was just like, okay. Right. Because you yelled at her. (laughs) You were like, that asshole's put her through hell. (laughs) Well, sometimes you have to just be honest with people. Mm -hmm. Like, from one woman to another. Yeah. Like, we get it. Mm -hmm. If it were a dude nurse, I probably would have whipped out my vagina. You'd be like, the law states. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Penal code. (laughs) 54B states. So two women showed up for me that day. One of the hardest and best of my life. Katie boldly stood up against patriarchy and governmental bullshit. And a kind nurse averted her gaze so Katie could fix things. That was a lot of trust. So after our friend's stories, do you remember those middle school feelings of being left out, burned by people you thought were allies, wondering what was wrong with you? Or maybe you can remember these feelings from more recent days. If so, I'll leave you with one last note. I'm sharing this one live with Annie so that she can confirm it's still valid advice. Here it is. You might not think this would help, but you've just got to ignore it. They can't affect you if you don't let them. I know you don't get along with a couple people at this school, but think about all the people you do get along with. Your best friends are here, Abby. I know out of experience that when they walk by and give you those awful looks, you just say to yourself, ignore them. I did nothing to them. So if you know you did nothing, they can't get to you on the inside. You're too strong to let them eat you up inside. Just put them out of your mind. You have the strength to do that. Just say to yourself, I don't care because they can't do anything to you with God by your side. Who wrote that? Oh my God, my BFF T. T, damn it. That was beautiful and lovely and... I agree. Like, don't listen to the haters. Right. Haters gonna hate. Yeah, you don't You don't have to listen to that shit. T gave you some expert advice. Because that, that felt like that was some getting into some bigger shit, like bullying. Mm-hmm. And if people are bullying you, T fully has your back. I, I loved it. I loved every part of that note. With that, you've now got two good pieces of advice in handling mean girl shit. Amy's therapist says, we can't expect people to change. All we can do is try to control our response. And as my 12-year-old friend said, just put it out of your mind. God gotcha. Been some girl-on-girl crime here. Girl on girl crime.